Is one of your 2023 goals to build your brand and grow your audience? If that's what you're focusing on this year, you're going to have to get really good at creating consistent content. Yes, you're going to have to create content this year. And if you're sitting here shaking your head yes, and you're like, Jen, yes, I know I need to create content, but sometimes I just don't feel confident enough to put myself on camera, or sometimes I don't know what to post, or I don't know how to create videos, or I don't know what if I should do YouTube or TikTok or Instagram or Facebook, and I'm just so overwhelmed with all the options, and I just don't even know where to start. If that is you, you're in luck because you're listening to the right person. Last year in 2022, I made my word of the year content. My whole goal was to learn as much as I possibly could about content creation and create as much content as I could in order to grow and build my audience. And that is exactly what I did. And throughout the year, I learned a lot about content creation. I learned a lot about what works, what doesn't work, and I collected a hell of a lot of tools along the way to help me grow my audience And not only am I now growing a thousand followers a day, but I also have a couple of reels that have reached over 2.5 million views. So if you want to learn all of my do's and don'ts or what I like to call my laws of content creation, you're in luck because I have a free guide that I made just for you. It's Jen's 10 laws of content creation and it's totally free. Just go to 10lawsofcontentcreation.com. I'm also going to put it in the show notes, but the number 10 lawsofcontentcreation.com and you can get my completely free guide to all of my laws about how to create epic content so that you can build your audience and skyrocket your brand in 2023 and beyond. So go download it. I dare you. You need to unboss yourself. And it's this concept of starting to believe action by action that you can lead yourself, that you do not need somebody else. You don't need a man. You don't need a business partner. You don't need anybody else to tell you what to do or make the decisions you need to make. Will you make all the decisions right? Oh, but you do know how to course correct as well. So every single day, even in your nine to five job, think about what it would take to unboss yourself. That means you're making decisions on your own. You're not asking for permission and you're believing that you can course correct when you mess up. That's what is happens when you start unbossing yourself. What if today was the day that you dared yourself to do what you've always wanted? Welcome to the I Dare You podcast. I'm your host, Jen Gottlieb, and together we're going to step outside of our comfort zones and into our best lives one dare at a time. So come on, I dare you to dive right on in. Welcome, welcome back to the I Dare You podcast. I'm so excited about today's episode because today is a special guest episode. I told you I was going to be bringing the guests. And I also told you that if I brought a guest on this show, it would be someone that exemplifies a person that dares themselves to step outside of their comfort zone regularly and live a life beyond their wildest dreams. This person does just that. The guest that we have on today is none other than my dear friend and amazing entrepreneur, Amy 
Porterfield. Amy, she's an ex-corporate girl. She turned online marketing expert, and she is the CEO of a multi-million dollar business. She has helped, I believe it's over over like 70,000 entrepreneurs change their lives, get out of the nine to five and into a life that they love and a business that they love. She has an amazing podcast called Online Marketing Made Easy, where she has over 42 million downloads on that podcast. And she also has been awarded on the Inc. 5000 list twice now as one of the fastest growing privately held companies in America. And then to top it all off, she is now an author of a, the best-selling book, Two Weeks Notice, which you need to go order today. It is an absolutely amazing book. We're going to be talking about it on the episode. I can't wait to introduce you to this incredible woman. Not only is she a badass businesswoman and somebody that can inspire you to really go for what you truly want, but she's also a wonderful, wonderful person. So without further ado, please snuggle up, get those ear pods in, turn up the volume in your car, wherever you are, get ready to be intentional and follow along because this episode's going to change the way that you think about your business, your life, your job, whatever it is that you are daring yourself to do right now. Buckle up and listen up to Amy Porterfield. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited to be here. I'm beside myself excited. I don't think there's a more perfect guest for this specific podcast than you. Come on. I'll own that. Yes. It's the I Dare You podcast and your book, Two Weeks Notice, is really all about daring yourself to do the thing that you might be scared to do, which is leave your job and start a business. Yes. Absolutely. And that's one of the scariest things you could ever do. We can't sugarcoat it. And I love this concept of I dare you, like go after it, see what you can do. I always say when people get really scared and they want to do something, they have to like get their inner Beyonce and be like, watch me. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I dare you is kind of like that. Watch me do it. Oh, I just got goosebumps. Watch me. All right. I want you to take us back just because you're not just somebody that wrote about this and teaches this. You're actually somebody that lived this. And that's why it's you're the person to teach it because you went through it. And I want you to just take our listeners back to that moment where you were in the cubicle and you were like, I think I need to get out of this and I think I need to start my own thing. Yes. Okay. Take us back there and tell me the story so that we can really just wrap our head around how this began for you. All right, here's the moment. I was working for Tony Robbins. I had been there almost seven years as a director of content development. I had a good job. I got paid well. I got to travel. It was a really cool thing. However, here's what happened. I was newly married and uh, Tony had brought in a focus group. So in my life, I was newly married. Things were going on there. And then Tony had a focus group and he asked me to come in to take notes. So I wasn't invited to the main table. I was sitting on the side. There's this big oak table and a bunch of online business owners, all men came into the room. And they sat down and Tony's like, tell me about your businesses. So they talked about their businesses. They were in different industries. So relationship building, investing, Wall Street, like all these different things. However, all I heard was freedom. They talked about how they live their lives. They talked about the amount of money they make and the amount of impact. They talked about calling the shots, being creative, um, busting through any kind of goal they ever set because they were blowing their own minds. And I thought, I don't know what these guys are doing but I need a piece of this. Now, fast forward, what they were doing is they were building their businesses online. They had courses and memberships and masterminds and physical products and group coaching. They had all of that in different ways, but more so than anything, they had freedom and I didn't. And in that moment, I knew I had to go for it. 
So, all right, you had this thought where you're like, I need to do this. But many people have an experience where they have this thought where they're like, oh, wow, that sounds amazing. I need to do this. But there's a big difference between people who think that thought and they just keep thinking it for years and years and years and the person that actually thinks the thought and then follows through. So talk to me about that actual follow through, how you went from I need to do this to actually moving through the fear and taking action on it. Okay. I love this question. And of course you're going to ask me it because you are the ultimate action taker. And so the thing is, sure. I had this thought, I want to leave my nine to five job. I want to be my own boss, but how the heck am I going to do that? And I was up against two major things. Number one, my mindset. I was full of fear. I had major imposter syndrome. I literally in that moment, when I thought I need to start my own business, I thought, who are you to start your own business? You do not have enough knowledge. You have not been at this long enough. You are not smart enough. Like right away, all those thoughts came rushing in. So my mindset was my first obstacle. The second obstacle was I had no idea how I would do it or what I would even build a business around. So I had some work to do. So what happened was from that point of deciding I was going to do it, it took me one full year to actually make the leap and drive out of those San Diego offices and into my own business. So it was a full year. And in that year, I didn't know it at the time, but I was building a runway. Mm. And in my book, Two Weeks Notice, I talk about this runway, what you need to do from the moment you decide you want to leave to the day you leave, what do you need to do? So let's talk about that runway really quick. The first thing is you've got to choose your exit date. And that's one of the scariest things for me. I kind of like played around for about six months thinking, will I really leave? What would I do? And then I thought I got to get serious. So from that moment of getting serious, I chose a date. And it was six months out. So at that point, I had six months to figure this all out. And choosing an exit date is not just something in your mind. You're writing it on a post-it note. You're putting it on a mirror where you see it every single day. And when you see it, you're asking yourself, what do I need to do today to move me closer to that date? So Amy, do you- how did you get six months? I just want to back up because people are like, wait, six, it was six months for Amy. Does that mean it's six months for me too? Right. Like, where did that number come from? I just what wanted- I say in the book is three months, six months, nine months, a year, anything that actually feels right to you. And I'll give you some ways to know how it feels right yeah. is, is appropriate, but anything over a year, you're letting fear set in, you're dragging this out. That's important. So- The three, six, nine, um, or 12 months is really just what do you want to get done in that period of time? And so once you choose your exit date, now you're going to, I'll go through it real fast. Look at your finances, figure out how much money do you really need to make on a month by month basis? So you can kind of back out. What are you going to do to make that money? Number two, you're going to start a side hustle so that you can start bringing in money now and building up a little confidence and also getting a little nest egg. Number three, you're going to start educating yourself. You don't need years more of education. You don't need special certifications for most people, but getting a little extra knowledge won't hurt. So for that, let's say six months for me, I listened to all the podcasts, bought all the books, got the digital courses, made all the calls. Like, let me tell you one call I made because you got to get resourceful during this runway. Yeah, There was this girl online and she was building an online business, the exact kind of business I wanted. She was selling digital courses. She was teaching marketing. She was really great on social. I wanted to know how she built that business. So I went to her contact page on her website and said, I know you don't offer this, but can I pay you for an hour of your time? And can I ask you all the questions about how you built your business? And she said, yes. 
And so at my lunch hour on my nine to five job, I was in a little office and it had very thin walls. I crawled under my desk, got on my phone and whispered the whole time. So can you tell me how you started your business? What was your first offer? How did you put it together? And I'm whispering and she's whispering back because she's probably like, what is going on here? But it was so valuable. That kind of resourcefulness is really necessary during your runway, whether it be three months, nine months, whatever it might be. What would you say to somebody who absolutely hates asking for help? Who's petrified uh, to do that? Because I know a lot of people you know are who I am. Like, you reach yes. out to some girl on the internet and you ask her if you can pay her for an hour of your time. That makes people like their belly do a backflip. So how did you actually get yourself to do that? Same. I, I hated, I hated asking for it, but here's why it was like, I was able to do it. I was crystal clear on my why. And this Ooh. is so important and something I drill down on in my book, Two Weeks Notice. I was crystal clear on my why, meaning I want to leave my nine to five job. Why? Why do you want to leave it? For me, it was very selfish. I didn't want to work for somebody else. So I didn't want to be on someone else's time or someone else's dime. I didn't want to be told what to do, when to do, how to do it. I wanted to figure that out on my own. Yeah. And so it was freedom. I wanted freedom even more than I wanted comfort, even more than I wanted to like stay safe even. So because I was willing to get uncomfortable, I was willing to make that call. I didn't love making it, but I knew I needed to make it. So it was all my why. Mm. And your why helps you get to that first uncomfortable action step. And I would bet that after you had that call with that girl, you were yeah. like, whoa, I just did something I was uncomfortable doing. Maybe the next thing that I'm going to do isn't going to be as hard, right? So that's how it like really, that's how the confidence continuum really works. That's how you build it over time. You know, I don't even think you realize you were doing that at that no. moment. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. But it it's so true. The more you do it, the easier it gets. Yeah, 100%. And you didn't even realize like what you were up against, like after that, but all of those steps probably were easier than they would have been because you had to put in all that discomfort before hiding under your desk, asking somebody for help. All right. I, I just want to take apart the imposter syndrome piece for a second. And then I want to get back to the rest of the story because you said you had massive imposter syndrome and many of my listeners struggle with that when they're daring themselves to go do something different. Maybe it is leaving their nine to five job and starting their side hustle, starting what they really want to do. And they're listening to you like, I know we need to do this, but I just feel like I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. What's a tip you can give them to take action anyway and, and do it with the imposter syndrome there? Yes. Yeah, so I feel as though thinking you're not worthy or you're not good enough, unfortunately, it's very normal for us to think about that, especially men too, but especially the women I work with, this comes up a lot. So first of all, we have to normalize it. Oh, there's that voice again. There's that little pesky voice saying, I can't do it. Okay. I see you. I hear you. And I'm ignoring you. Mm -hmm. So we just need to acknowledge that this is normal. The second thing is for me, I had to get into action. I literally had to do it scared. It's so cliche, but it's so Oh, true. I had to say, I'm feeling all these feelings, but I'm very clear about what I want. And I look around and see everyone doing what I want to be doing. And it was normal for me to think, oh, they're doing it better, or there's not space for me because they're doing it really well. But I flipped it around and, and I thought, if they can do it, truly, why wouldn't I be able to? And secretly, sometimes I thought I could do it better than that. Like, I won't tell anyone this, but I could actually do that better because I've had a lot of experience in that. Yeah. So I started to have to flip the script. And my, my coach says, give equal airtime. So if I was like, I'm not good enough, I can't do this. I had to flip it and give equal airtime to, well, I do have some experience in this. I am very clear on my why and I'm willing to get uncomfortable. Let's go. It's all a mind game, the whole thing. 
the whole thing is a mind game. So take me back. So now you've done, you, you got the advice, you're building your side hustle, like under your desk, you're starting to actually <laughs> figure out the fact that you can actually do this and yes. start to, you can probably start to taste the freedom, right? Take yes. me to the point where you say, okay, job, bye-bye. I know in your book, you talk about how to do it. I know you do. Yes. So I want you like, there's someone listening. That's like, I got to do this. Oh my God. So what's my next step? What yes. did you do? What did you do? Okay. So I chose that exit date for me. It was six months out, looked at it every day, knew I was committing to myself. I was leaving on that date. I got clear on my finances. I thought I would save a bunch of money. I didn't. Most of us don't. So I had like a little tiny money in the bank. I had two clients for my side hustle. So I was bringing in just a little money, like maybe a thousand bucks a month extra, but I had just a little bit of money coming in. And then from there, I also was building up all my resources, filling my mind with knowledge and the date came. And so it was in June for me, that okay. date came and I knew it was now or never, but about two weeks before that date came, I looked at my husband, Hobie. And I said, I don't think I can do this. Maybe I should just build my side hustle for the next year and just stay here. And the thing is, I had golden handcuffs. I worked for Tony Robbins. Yeah. I got paid well. I got to travel. So there were major perks. I wasn't free. And that's what Hobie reminded me. He said, your why is that you want to be free. You want to call the shots. You will never be able to do that. And I had hit a glass ceiling. I knew I was going to max out on how much money I could make. So here's my, my goal for everyone listening. Tell three people that you trust to keep you accountable through the runway. Now, notice I said three people. When you tell too many people, you know what happens, Jen. So many people are going to tell you why it won't work. Yep. Sarah Blakely says when she cut the feet out of her pantyhose and had her first prototype, she told no one because she was so vulnerable and scared that if someone told her that is not going to work, and let me tell you how expensive it is to build that kind of business, she wouldn't have done it. Yeah. So be careful who you tell. Not everybody deserves to hear your dreams and they cannot hold space for it. So I told my husband, my mom, and my best friend, that's all. So as we got closer, they pushed me kind of out the door because I was very, very scared to do it. And I just did it scared. The Beatles were playing on the radio when I left the parking lot. Here comes the sun. No. This is a sign. So every time I hear that song now, it takes me back. Oh, I love that. And I love that advice. You know, I haven't heard that advice from anybody about just telling three people. And it makes so much sense because I'm, I always say like, yes, hold yourself accountable by telling somebody, putting pressure on your goals. But it really makes sense to only tell three people that yeah. really believe in you because I've had that happen too, where you tell a lot of people and they, they start to tell you why you shouldn't. Uh, instantly. instantly. And we all know it's their fear. They haven't done it. Uh, someone told me recently, never take advice from someone who hasn't done what you want to do. Mm -hmm. And and I would have taken all their advice and they've never even started their business. So you mm -hmm. got to be careful. A hundred percent. All right. So you did it. I mean, long story short, guys, I'm going to you know kill the <laughs> ending for you, but she became unbelievably successful in her business. And now she has a book, two weeks notice. I want you to talk about uh, the fears that came around with writing a book and putting oh. a book together and daring yourself to actually take your story and take all of your knowledge that you've helped what you've helped. Oh my God, thousands and thousands and thousands of people through this process. It, there's nobody on the planet that does it better than you, but I want you to tell our audience if there was still imposter syndrome there, like you're the expert, but you were writing a book. Now, what was the mindset behind that? 
that maybe you could read your own book and get your own advice from. Yeah, so true. I was pretty scared at every turn. There is a lot of imposter syndrome. I thought I would whip through this book because the content I know really well, yeah. but I sat down and started writing it and thought, this is crap. No one's going to read this. Who am I to be writing a book? I'm not an author. I'm a podcaster. I'm a podcaster because I'm not really great at writing a blog. So what am I doing writing a book? Like it came flooding through. And at that point, I'm going to go back to finding the people that will will hold you accountable yeah. to also cheer you on. Uh, I have to tell everyone, Jen was on speed dial. I talked to you many times throughout this process. I really got stuck in my head at every turn, but one, I had a good support system. Yep. And number two, I knew this book was getting written because I was very clear on who it was for. Yep. I knew that there was a girl right now in a cubicle or in a little office looking around thinking, this cannot be it. There's got to be something more but she has no clue that there's this online world that she could literally build her future into, but she has no idea where to start. She needs me. I knew I was needed in this way. So my why now became her and thinking of her every single day, knowing I could change your life if you just let me. And so I kept writing and kept writing knowing. And I also knew this was the book I dramatic or desperately needed 14 years ago. Mm. I went out on my own and those first two years were really messy and I, I didn't know what I was doing. So I wrote a book to help you leave your nine to five job, but the bulk of it is how to build the foundation of an online business. So you are successful from the get go. Mm -hmm. So it really has two purposes and I knew it needed to get out in the world. I love this. And I love that you wrote a book for you 14 years ago. I, I always did. say you're the most equipped to help the person that you used to be. Oh yeah. And you know, we're all about like helping people be seen. And whenever people come to me and they're like, I'm so nervous to write my book. And this is why I wanted to ask you these questions because you're like to everybody, you know, you're the person that should be writing the book because you're the expert and people come to you. They're like, I, I don't want to write the book. I don't want to be seen. I don't want to put myself out there. And I say exactly what you just said. Your why was so strong because you were talking to that girl. You were yeah. talking to the girl in the cubicle. You saw her, you envisioned yes. you're like, I can't not write this book because this girl needs it just like I would have needed it. And I wish I would have had it. So for those of you right now, I just want you to pause and like listen to what we're saying. Amy Porterfield, who has done what you want to do, is sitting here telling you that she also had all of these fears about writing a book. And she had such a strong why that she saw that girl. She was talking to that specific person. And that's what helped you get through this process. And now it's an amazing book. It is amazing. Like everything. And what I love about it also, Amy, and I want to dive into this piece, is that it actually gets really tactical. Like if you're, if you're ready to go and build that online business, you get to learn from Amy who's done it and taught thousands of people how to do it too. Do you want to tap into some of those tactical tools? Because there's a lot of entrepreneurs that are listening, that are building courses, that are building online brands. Why don't you take somebody through some of your tools that you specifically use when it comes to building your first online business or your first course? I love that you asked this question because I haven't gotten to talk about it a lot on many interviews. Yeah. And uh, when I started to write this book, you do a lot of market research. And what I couldn't find are any business books that literally walk you through step by step by step, do this first, then do that, then do this. And definitely I couldn't find one written by a woman. So mm -hmm. I thought I'm going to be that girl to write this book. And so there are things like in the book, I talk about content, uh, what kind of content you should create, how much you should create, when you should post it, how to develop a plan around content. I think it's one of the most important things to start building your audience. And so there's 
there's a huge focus on content creation and development. I talk about putting together your first offer, how to decide what your business model is. What does that offer look like? How do you package it up? What do you charge? Like we're going to get into very specific detail so that there's no stone left unturned. You're not going to guess your way through building your business. I'm going to give you the answers. My most favorite chapter is how to create a mini workshop, which is essentially like a mini digital course. But I take you through step by step by step so you can make money quickly with just one simple idea. And because I know the value of resources throughout the book, I'm going to link to a resource that you could tap into for free with scripts and templates and checklists and guides so that you actually have a library of how to build a business beyond the book. So it's all online. So I'm most excited about that. This is so helpful. So the reason that I wanted to talk about the actual tactical tools that are in the book is because, and this is going into the topic that I want to discuss with you too, about like not feeling ready or needing to have clarity or needing to have the business plan. Because because many people think that they need to have the entire business plan yes. ready before yes. they go, before they take action, before they start. And I know because you say it in the book and because you're my bestie and we talk about it all the time that you, you don't need to have that plan. You just need to start. And you have all like I, what I love about the book is like you started by buying the book, by, you know, like listening to yourself, by setting your why, by really diving into the mindset. And then because you started those steps, oh, the path starts to develop and in inside the book, you have all of the, the, the all of the to do's are there for you. So I like to talk about it as like, and you can probably visualize this with me uh, as like an invi- like, you know, those treasure maps in the movies that like, maybe you take one step and it's invisible. And then all of a sudden, once you take the first step, like yes. the dots appear and it takes you to the next step. And then all of a sudden they appear again, but you have to take the step for them to appear. That's what this book is to me, because the first step is like buying it. And then your, then your business plan like unfolds. So let's talk about the importance of like really that whole old school thing of having to have a business plan is like the uh, biggest yes. shit ever. Please talk it about that. I mean, Jen, have you ever, oh, maybe you have, but I have never seen a business plan, like a full-fledged business plan. Have you? No. Like, like all my peers who have multi-million dollar businesses, they're like, I've never seen a full-fledged business plan because you don't need one. There's three things you don't need that most people will uh, think they do and it will stop them in their tracks. Number one, a business plan. You do not need that. But people are like, but Amy, I need a plan. Absolutely. I am a planner. Jen's a planner. We like a good plan. But it's not as elaborate as you think. It's your starter idea, who you serve, what your message is. All of it I get into the book. I'll tell you what you need, but you don't need to belabor that. Number two, you don't need a fancy website. In the book, I talk about building a million dollar business with the ugliest website on the web. And you, and what I mean by that is not a lot of bells and whistles. We do not need to spend tons of time. I know that I'm dating myself, but 14 years ago, we didn't even have the tools and apps you have today to get an, uh, a website up today. Like yeah. I thought I needed coding and design. You don't need any of that. So a simple website is all you need. And third, this is silly, but it's going to come up. You don't need a, you don't need a, a, a business card. It's not necessary. It's something that a lot of new entrepreneurs spend a lot of time on in the beginning. I know this because they're my students. No, no, no. But I got to tell you, I thought I needed a fancy business card. It was the first thing I worked on. It was metallic. I did square, not rectangle. I wanted to be unique. It was red and metallic. And I started handing it out. And I thought I'm handing out condom wrappers. These look like condom wrappers. And so I remember it so vividly, but you don't need business cards either. So let's focus on what you do need. And that is in the book. 
Yes. Oh my gosh. So I tell everybody when people actually try to hand me their business cards, I'm like, please don't, I'm going to lose it. If you could just let me follow you on Instagram and I'll DM you, but like, please don't give me your business card. It's just garbage. I, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be uh, don't do it. And you definitely don't need a fancy website. We, th these are all lies. These are all things. I think like they're boundaries that hold people up from actually doing the thing. They're actually fear in disguise. So oh. saying like, I need to have a business card. I need to have a fancy website. I'll do it when it's ready. I'll do it when I have the plan in place. That's all fear. That's all just fear telling you like, oh, you shouldn't be doing this. So, yes. and you're the expert in this. All right. So let's, let's go back to what you don't need. You don't need the business plan. You don't need the website. You don't need the business card. I would love for you to tell me three mindset, like shifts that you do need to make. Ooh. Right. Yes. So okay. we talked about what you don't need, fear, imposter, all that stuff. What do you need? I love this question, Jen. Number one, you need to unboss yourself. Ooh. So the concept of unbossing came when I got to talk to our mutual friend, Gabby Bernstein, and we were talking about my book and what I wanted to teach. And she's like, unbossing. I'm like, what? Is that even a word? But I loved it. And it's this concept of starting to believe action by action, that you can lead yourself, that you do not need somebody else. You don't need a man. You don't need a business partner. You don't need anybody else to tell you what to do or make the decisions you need to make. Will you make all the decisions right? Oh, but you do know how to course correct as well. So every single day, even in your nine to five job, think about what it would take to unboss yourself. That means you're making decisions on your own. You're not asking for permission and you're believing that you can course correct when you mess up. That's what is happens when you start unbossing yourself. I teach it because it took me way too long. I was years into entrepreneurship, took on a partner. It turned out to be a really bad move for me and it devastated me. And I talk about in the book how I almost lost my business because I hadn't unbossed myself. So it's a, it's a cautionary tale. Well, number one, you got to unboss yourself. Number two, I think it's important to get uncomfortable every single day. And that's a lot to ask somebody, but that's what it takes. So what I mean by uncomfortable is making the call, showing up on video when you think that you don't look good or sound good, um, putting yourself out there, volunteering. This is what my friend Jen does better than anything. She puts herself out there. You get into the rooms. You make the opportunities happen. You are scared, I'm sure, and it is uncomfortable, but you are there. I see it every single day. And so I love that about you. And I do think we need to get more uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And then the third mindset shift I think that we need to take is knowing that um, mistakes are lessons and that's the only way you'll learn. A lot of my students are going for perfection and this is very normal and we talk about it all the time, but I really want someone to hear this. It's not going to work out in the beginning how you think it should. And every decision you make is not set in stone. Like when I think about the lessons that I learned, I, I didn't believe that I could mess up and still bounce back. And you yeah. have the mindset is I will mess up and I will bounce back. And I believe in myself. That is a mindset shift you have to make. What is the biggest mess up that you think you made and that gave you a lesson that you needed to learn that you use today on a regular basis? Okay. So in my very first launch, when I, I was about a year in, I launched this digital course and I had no business teaching what I was teaching. I didn't have results in this area, but I was desperate. I was teaching. This is so ironic now authors, how to launch a book with social media. I've never oh. been an author until today. So I should not have been teaching that, but I knew <laughs> social media. So I thought, okay, I'll do it. Yeah. So I launched this course. It was $297. 
And after I launched it and I sold a few units and then stripped out the expenses, I made a whopping $267. (laughs) And the mistake here was expectations. I thought looking around the web, I would make $100,000 because everyone else is. It looked like everyone else was making millions because of course they only share their highlight reel on social. So I believed I should make $100,000. I had come from the Tony Robbins world. I knew a lot of good stuff on marketing. I, my expectations were hundred K $267. I cried for a week. I didn't want to get out of bed. And I told myself, I am not cut out to be an entrepreneur. This, I am not meant for this. I told myself that for days and days until my sweet husband, Hobie said, no, we're, we're not going there. We're not doing that. Get up. And I said, I'm going to have to go and ask for my job back. And he said, absolutely not. So thank God I had a cheerleader in my corner being like, push me back out there. But the lesson I learned was that I can get back up. We need proof that we can get back up. And so the second time I launched it, I made $10,000. The third time I launched it, I made $30,000. Soon within a year, I made $950,000 with a course that I was more appropriately designed to create. Basically, I was uh, more qualified. But $950,000 in about a year from that date. Stick with it. Stick with it. Yes. Sometimes shit has to happen so the shift can happen. The shift yes. that you need to happen in order to learn what you need to learn because little did you know that you were preparing to make mil- your your business has made over like seven seventy million dollars in, yes. in its existence. Yes. So I just want everyone to listen to that for a second because many of you are just starting and maybe you had a launch or you did something. You're like, I exactly what Amy just said. I love the story, Amy. I've never heard this story from you. And I freaking love it because it's just, it, it really humanizes you because a lot of people look at you like, oh, her chapter 20, you know, like this is like, it just happened so fast and so easy for, for her. It didn't. Okay. She had a failure where she made 200 bucks. And so if you just like have a mess up or a failure and you're thinking this isn't for me, I'm not cut out for this. Listen to what Amy's saying, because she had to do it again to make 10 and then again to make 30. And then now she's here years and years and years later with the lessons that she learned from failing and shifting and and messing up and getting back up again in order to now be where she's at, where she has a best-selling book, which y'all are going to buy right now. You better buy, I dare you. That's the day or the day you're going to go buy the book. Okay. And number two, just like being the greatest in her space. And so I like, this is my favorite, my favorite thing. And I actually that this is like how you put an end and like a tail on this this beautiful podcast because I think that the biggest thing that people do right now is they compare their chapter one to somebody else's chapter 10 or 20 or 30, and they don't see the bumps along the road. They only see the highlight reel because that's what we post. But you are so, this book is so beautiful and you are so, I've been loving watching this journey recently, specifically of you. I've just like pulling up the curtain because you know that it's your responsibility to show people that it's not always perfect. But if you keep going, you will build the life and the business of your dreams and you'll find that freedom. So Amy, did you find the freedom? Like, did you find everyone's got to find Absolutely. Like a million times over. And I'm so fortunate the life I live and I want to help more people do this. I wrote the book because I want more people to realize there's a whole other life waiting for you where you call the shots, you bust through the glass ceiling, you get to be as creative as you want to be, and you get to impact lives the way you want to. Ultimately, that's the goal of the book. It's very tactical, everything you need to know, but it's exactly the book that I wish I had. So I hope so many people's lives are changed because of it. Well, 
everybody that's listening to this, their life is automatically changed. So I have a question for you just on theme with the I Dare You podcast. So, and I think I have a feeling like what this might be, but you might surprise me. So okay. I want to know, because you're someone that is practicing being uncomfortable on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. So what is a dare that you're currently doing right now that you feel like is like, oh, I'm daring myself to do this. It's scary, but it is my dare of the day or my dare of the week or my dare of the year that's making you uncomfortable that you can tell all of us here so we know that we can do our dares with you. Okay, so my dare is to continue to ask for the opportunities that I want, no matter how uncomfortable I am. I don't like to ask, like, can mm -hmm. I be on your podcast? Can I get on that show? Can I do this? Can I show up at your studio? Whatever. I am asking, even though I'm uncomfortable. And so that's my dare for myself. And I dare all of you to ask for something today that you've been freaked out to ask for. Oh, I just got goosebumps. That's the best dare. And it was a really good dare for everybody else. And you're doing a really good job with that because the book is everywhere. So everyone that's listening right now, two weeks notice, it's well, when this is going to launch the day after your book launches. Cool. So it's there, so it's in store, it's you're run to the store, you're going to go, you're going to grab it. Not only are you going to grab one, but you're going to grab at least two, because I believe that when you buy a book, that's this good, you need to get one for you and you need to get one for a friend. And I am like, unbelievably grateful for this conversation, Amy. You light up my life every time I talk to you. Everything just spews out of your heart. If you don't follow Amy, go follow her on all the places. Is there anything specific that you want our listeners to do in order to interact with you or follow you or, or other than buy the book? Okay, so when you go buy the book, anywhere where books are sold, go to twoweeksnoticebook.com. So okay. just twoweeksnoticebook.com. I've got special bonuses to thank you for buying my book that will take you even beyond the book. Resources, guides, I've got them for you. So come on over, put in your order number, and I'll send you some goodies as well. So Jen, I love you so much. You are my dear friend. I'm so excited about this podcast. It's been huge. It's been on fire since day one. Congratulations, and thanks for inviting me on. I love you so much. Thank you for being here. All right, fam. I've got nothing else to say. That was a mic drop episode. Love you, Amy. Thanks so much. And I'll see you guys next time on the I Dare You podcast. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the I Dare You podcast. I'm so grateful you chose to spend this time with me, but I'm even more grateful for your future self that you are building one dare at a time. So my first dare for you is to subscribe to the show and then share it with a friend who you think needs to step a little bit more outside their comfort zone and into their best lives. They'll thank you for it. I'll see you next time on the I Dare You podcast.